It is Tuesday. That means it's time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels, and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. We talk a lot about autonomous vehicles and EVs as we discuss the future of mobility in this state and elsewhere. Uh, But there are all kinds of mobility devices. We would call them drones, robots. And there's one that's getting a lot of experimentation in this state. And it's designed to make our Great Lakes cleaner and our experience at the beach better. We welcome in Mark Fisher, president and CEO for the Council of the Great Lakes Region, uh, co-lead of the Great Lakes Plastic Cleanup Project. Mark Fisher, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's nice to be with you. So first of all, tell me how you're using these drones or robots as, as cleaning devices. Yeah, well, so this is the first year uh, we've purchased and deployed these devices, and they're going to be rolled out at a number of uh, beaches and marinas in Michigan, um, some this fall, mostly starting next spring, but also in beaches and marinas in uh, along the Great Lakes shoreline in Ohio, uh, as well as Wisconsin. And um, when you think about the BeeBot, which is the beach cleaning robot, uh, which has been getting a lot of attention, uh, this is a remote controlled device that can be driven up and down a beach. Um, and effectively, it has a, a sifter, a sand sifter on the back, and it's able to collect um, large and, and small pieces of debris. So, you know, beverage bottles, cigarette butts, uh, right down to, you know, fishing line. And, you know, after we're done that, that beach cleanup, we were able to put the material on the ground on a tarp and, and go through it and actually characterize the type of materials that were showing up. And that's really important information to understand, uh, obviously, the material that's showing up, the volume of material, but also potential sources and pathways. And that allows us to have that conversation with that community about how do we make sure that this material is just not showing up on our beaches, in our water as as litter in the first place. Yeah, go back to the source. How does it tell, you know, a piece of debris from a Petoskey stone? (laughs) That's a good question. So, on, you know, obviously on some beaches, you know, we're going to be picking up um, some of that natural debris like rocks and twigs and things like that. For the most part, though, you know, with, with these public spaces, um, they are uh, uh, pretty, pretty sandy. Um, but there are certain cases where we'll be picking up some of that natural material and we'll be doing our level of best to, to make sure that that material is being put back uh, where it belongs while we're taking out the litter, um, you know, from these beach environments and these marina environments. These these devices aren't cheap. I think it's fifty five thousand dollars for the B bot. And how have these experiments gone? We'll be actually purchasing these devices, and I know you've had some corporate help with that. Yeah, so we've got uh, four B bots that we've purchased. Again, that will be rolling out in Michigan, Ohio, and Wisconsin, uh, effectively really starting next next spring. Um, and then we've got four Pixie drone, which is the uh, remote controlled water drone um, that is able to pick up debris in the front, collect it in the back. Um, and so we have four of those that will be going out uh, as well. And it's all been um, um, allowed because of a very generous donation from Meyer. Um, and um, we certainly um, are very, very appreciative of that donation. We wouldn't be able to do the work that we do without that kind of uh, corporate commitment and support uh, throughout the region. And uh, where are we in the beach cleanup? What have we learned about the debris that you're finding there? Where do we need to do a better job? Well, it's a lot of the obvious stuff. So we're, we continue to find a lot of uh, food and beverage containers. So like your, your plastic drink bottles, uh, you know, your food, food containers, you know, your takeaway containers. Um, we see, you know, cigarette butts all over the place. 
Um, you know, these are things that can um, be properly put into um, the waste stream or the recycling stream, you know, where, when you're at the beach or just taking them home and just not uh, just being more mindful that um, these are not things that you should be throwing out in the environment or in the water if you're out on the boat. Um, those are those are the big things that we're finding. Um, and then obviously, uh, over time, though, um, you do find smaller fragments of, of plastics, and that's either... You know, because, uh, you know, certain material has been out in the environment like a bottle for a long, long time and it's broken down into smaller particles. Um, so we we do on occasion find a lot of those broken down particles. Um, and then in, in more industrialized areas and cities, you know, we, you do find uh, what they call pre-production pellets. So these are the plastic uh, pellets that are used in actually making plastic products. And sometimes there's spillage, you know, uh, at these plants that find their way into the sewer system and unfortunately out mm-hmm. into the environment. Um, so those are, you know, predominantly the types of materials that we, we find, and, and there are solutions for all of these things. Um, as consumers, right. just being smart about where we put this material, and then obviously with companies that are producing plastics, making sure that if there is spillage, that these plastic pellets are not finding their way into the sewer system and in, into, the, into our waterways and yeah. the Great Lakes. Mark, thanks so much. Appreciation to Meyer. If you see the B-Bot, get out of its way and then say a thank you to Meyer as it goes by. Thanks for your time, Mark.